Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another episode of Here We Go, the Steelers Show. Well, we're coming off of a debacle, a groin pulling debacle, and not the kind of groin pull that anybody wants, as we saw it on the field and actually uh, through our speakers and through our television sets. And if you were unfortunate, like our very own Dave Schofield on the Still Curtain Network, to be there drenched in person for overtime that was not extra time on the clock. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from the Steel Curtain Network, courtesy of Fans First Sports Network, where you get all of your Pittsburgh Steelers needs, all of your sports needs in general. Please check us out. We have a variety of stuff. We also have an NFL affiliate, and Prime, that very said NFL affiliate, is the one and only KT Smith. He is the three-time champion coach of the Ocean City High School Red Raiders of New Jersey. He is my good friend and yours. Kevin, what's going on? Brian, man, thank you. Appreciate the, the introduction. And as you were setting that up, I was my heart was going out to Dave Schofield. That would have been a rough one to have to sit through well, between the weather and, oh, geez, just the, the product that the Steelers put on the field. I mean... That was uh, that was about as discouraging a loss as I can remember. I tell you what, I was desperately trying to go to that game. And it was something that I wanted to go. I thought it would be a perfect game to go to. I figured I love one o'clock games. I'm settling for the uh, primetime game against the New England Patriots coming up on Thursday. But as far as everything goes, I'm not... I, not as excited now, but I will be once it gets game time, you know, but I'm glad I didn't go to this game. Uh, no. And I, I, let me, let me ask you this question. Cause, cause this is what I, this is what I was thinking about as I was watching that, that game unfold. Did you see that coming? I, I, I just, I didn't see that coming at all. You know, there's a part of me saying that, okay, Kyler Murray, it could be a letdown, but no, I, I did not. And I can't help but think that if Kenny Pickett doesn't get hurt as he's scrambling towards the goal line on that play right before halftime, where, well, it's not right before, but there's probably about three and a half minutes left before halftime as the Steelers are going in. And now Pickett gets hurt and they and they have fourth and one and they choose to go for it. And they run a really unimaginative, you know, just dive into the middle of the line of scrimmage because I think – with Mitchell Trubisky coming in, I think that they probably just wanted to give him something very simple to execute. They probably felt like the Steelers could get a good enough push to get Najee Harrison to the end zone there. And they don't. And then subsequently, Arizona goes off on a 99-yard drive. And the, the the entire game just changes in, in that moment. And I just can't help but think that I mean, that could have been a season-changing play for the Steelers right there That that with Pickett getting hurt because who knows what his availability is going to be like now for Thursday night. And uh, it just it – just, it, was, it was just so deflating in, the, in that moment. And obviously with what then transpired afterwards, the, it, that kind of got the, the ball rolling you know, downhill in, in, in the wrong type of way. So it's funny how games change. If, if, imagine if Pickett doesn't get hurt there and – now the Steelers can run whatever they want to run on that fourth down. And they get in and they score and they've got the momentum. And obviously we could be having a very different conversation at this point. 
We very well could. For me, what was very frustrating was the fact that you said it. It was unimaginable, and everybody knew that they were going to do it. And what's even more ponderous to me is the fact that on the same play that Kenny Payne goes out, so does Isaac Samala. And you run to that side. Everybody in the stadium knows what's going on. Everybody in the stadium understands that they're going to run. Now, Dave Schofield disagreed with me when I said I would have rather them gone for a field goal in that situation. Now, granted, I agree that you really need that touchdown to put an exclamation, excuse me, to put an exclamation point on the start of your game and announce your presence with authority. But I would have settled because when you bring in a cold quarterback, everybody knows he's not throwing. No, I agree. I mean, everybody knows he's not throwing. I just wonder if they, not wonder, but I mean, they, they certainly could have. I just wish that they dressed it up a little bit more. Given, give, give him something, uh, the defense something to look at. You know, give him, give him some kind of uh, of emotion, of a shift. Uh, you, know, you know, put two backs in the backfield together, or whatever it might have been. It felt like if the Steelers had. Uh, you know, if 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 they had had the full playbook available to them, and I'm not even talking about passes, just just as far as runs go, that they could have found something more creative. And I mean, they're at the end of a of a 12 play, 79 yard drive that had had taken up almost eight minutes off the clock. And I think I think that that kicking a field goal there from the one yard line after that drive would have felt unsatisfying. And and so I understand the decision to go for it. But right, you know, and it's easy to sit back and look at play calls and and judge the play calls. That's something we did for the entire Matt Canada era, and uh, and we haven't in these first two weeks of the new regime. We haven't done that because I think that they've been pretty good in that area. But again, I think it goes back to the fact that that with Trubisky coming into the game. Uh, not really having had any opportunity to prepare. I mean, there wasn't even it wasn't even like a, a where you knew that picket was going out after a series and you had at least uh, the opponent's possession to talk about it. You just had to throw him into the game. And I think that they just gave him something very simple that he could execute in that situation and trusted the line to get a push. And they just, they just didn't, you know, like, I mean, this is football one one man in short yardage. The one thing you can count on for with the defense is they're going to pinch. You know, they're going to pinch down. Everybody's going to try to win inside, into the into the gap inside of them. And they're going to try to spill the ball and make it bounce outside where they can run it down. You just can't let an offense run the ball between the tackles there. Right, that you mentioned it a minute ago, the that the Steelers ran right into the A-gap, almost like played into the hands of the Cardinals. And that's the disappointing element for me, right, is that, is that in that situation, they they just they they went with the we're better than you play. That's what, that's what we call it a lot. You know, the I just trust our personnel is going to be better than your personnel, and it didn't work out. And I I want to go ahead and say I have no problem with them running a play. I'd like like you said, I'd rather them run a better play. 
Yeah. But if they would have went for the field goal, I'm not saying they should have went for the field goal. All I'm saying is that I would have been fine if they did. Yeah. And again, you know, the whole hindsight thing, you, you look back at it and you think to yourself, they get the, they get the, the three points there. They kick off there. They've been playing great defense up to that point. And uh, maybe they, you know, they stop Arizona before the half, you go into halftime with a six, three lead and, and it's a different game. God, it was such a funky game. I mean, you get the two weather delays, all the injuries, my gosh, you could not have, have written for the Steelers a worse script uh, when you consider the fact that you lose a, a, an extremely winnable game, a game you're expected to win against a 2-10 and 10 team that's had to fly in from the West Coast. And, I mean, every advantage is, is, is to, for the Steelers in that situation. Arizona hadn't won a game on the road in over a calendar year since week 10 of 2022. And – and then you get the injury. Pickett, Pickett's knocked out, and Sam is knocked out. Alandon Roberts is knocked out. You know, TJ Watkins dinged up. I mean, it's just man. And then, and now you have the short week. So, and Minka really breaks see... his hand. What's that? And then Minka breaking his hand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and so now, you, like you're, you know, we're really going to see uh, Mike Tomlin's ability to rally the troops, uh, you know, stretch to the max as the Steelers now only have a few days to prepare for another bad football team, New England, but with a coach, Bill Belichick, who's given the Steelers fits over the years. Again, I don't want to belabor going for it there. Now, if Kenny Pickett is on that play, I'm 100%. Yeah, go for it. If you don't make it, it's still the right call. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you come away with points, that's the safe call. Uh <laughs> let's drop some Mike Tomlinisms on, on the audience here, right? We don't live in our fears. Uh, I think that they felt confident in that situation there. But, you know, another Mike Tomlinism is that the Steelers are going to unleash hell in December, and that is we are, we are far from hell at this point. Yeah, I mean, if, if there is some H-E double hockey sticks, then, yeah, we're enjoying it, and it's being unleashed on Steeler fans right now. But with that being said, there are so many other things that went wrong with just that one play and with injuries. Was this an inspired offense today? Do you feel like they came in a little too confident? You just mentioned that they were confident on fourth and one there, but do you feel that this was a team that was starting to believe hype and feeling themselves? No, not really. I, I'll be honest. I thought that the Steelers had a good game plan. I mean, I, I was charting as the game was going. I was charting their offense by personnel groups because last week, one of the things that they that Faulkner and Sullivan did in their in their first game together was that they used more heavy personnel. The Steelers used a lot of 12 and 13 sets with two and three tight ends on the field. And I wanted to see if that trend would continue. And I mean, I discounted the final drive the touchdown drive that ends up with the, the throw to Deontay Johnson simply because the Steelers were behind by three touchdowns at that point. And, you know, they just got into the their, their spread stuff and kind of threw the ball down the field. But within the framework of their regular offense, it was pretty interesting. I mean, they, they ran 23 plays from 11 personnel, which is their, is their base offense. And then they ran 26 plays from bigger personnel, whether it was two tight end sets, three tight end sets, and a couple of jumbo sets where they brought in a, a sixth offensive lineman. Um, 
So, I mean, they were really mixing it up and they were moving the football. I know. I mean, like really up until the point where Pickett gets hurt, they're, they're moving the ball well. They just couldn't finish. You look at the two things that did them in offensively before the game started to get away from them. It's poor red zone execution. They've, they've now gone eight possessions in a row without or eight red zone possessions in a row without scoring a touchdown. Uh, you can't win football games by, by kicking field goals. Uh, you got to get seven, man. I mean, Mike Thomas says it all the time. He says third downs in the red zone are the most important plays in football because they ultimately result in four point swings. You're going to, if you convert them, you probably score and you wind up with seven points. And if you don't, you wind up with three and those four point swings in a league where there's so many one score games determine outcomes. And then the other problem they had was third downs. I mean, they were, they were, again, they were really poor on third down. And uh, Arizona was good on third down. And, and so Arizona's offense stayed on the field and, and Pittsburgh's offense in big moments couldn't. So I think that those are, you know, I, I wouldn't say that they were overconfident on offense. I thought they had a good plan. I thought they executed it for the most part fairly well. But when it came, you know, time to like, you know, really knuckle down to either save the drive or or come away short. They came away short. So I'm going to ask you this. Towards the end of that game, there seemed like there was no urgency. Like they almost had Chuxacorafor syndrome where they were kneeling by not running up. To I mean, they were going full huddle. I mean, they were just letting time drift off. I would just go ahead, drain off that clock. Yeah, I thought that there were some some decisions in the second half, like uh, that. I I don't know. I mean, again, we're we're all second guessers here now at this point. But I didn't like when they uh, kicked a field goal or they they attempted a field goal. Chris Boswell uh, attempted a field goal and missed uh, in the second half, down seventeen to three. They had a fourth and six from right around the Arizona 28-yard line, I believe it was. And it just didn't feel, that with Mitch Trubisky in the game, like if you kick the field goal there, you're going to need a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal just to tie the, the game up, and you're now already halfway through the third quarter. I just didn't feel like they had that luxury. It felt like, like, he, like Mike Tomlin was playing the long game at that point, when we were, we should have been in a short game mentality. And then after they scored to make it 24, 10, now granted, I know at that, at that time, there was only about four minutes left in the game, but I thought they should have onside kicked. I just didn't, I didn't think that kicking the ball back uh, would, would prove to be a, a wise decision because again, man, Arizona was moving the ball fairly well at that time. And that turned out to be the case. The Steelers never saw the ball again. Arizona ran the last four something minutes off the clock. So uh, I don't know, you know, I mean, like you say, urgency, I think is a good word. I, I don't think that they played with that urgency all, at all times in the second half. We are going to take a break and we're going to talk about the defense in this game. Let's stick around right after this. It's Steel Curtain Network. It is, here we go, the Steelers show. Please stick around.
All right, we are back. It is Here We Go, the Steelers show. I am Brian Anthony Davis. Kevin Smith is along with me. We are lamenting the loss. It was a pretty bad one for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which made it worse. What made it so much worse was the fact that the Steelers were dealing with rain, thunder, lightning delays. And I don't know if that has an effect on the Steelers who were down at that point, down quite a bit at that that juncture or whether it was just the fact that uh we had to wait feeling like the Steelers had no hope in this game how were you feeling during those delays I actually thought the uh second one benefited the Steelers because at that point they were down two touchdowns and it gave them an opportunity to really go back and regroup and especially with Mitchell Trubisky now in the game it gave him an opportunity to meet with the offensive staff and really sort of map out a path forward because, you know, he, he hadn't really taken any reps, I'm sure, with the starters in weeks. And so at what point did he really get an opportunity now to, to sit down with the staff and, uh, and, and chart a path forward? And, I mean, they had halftime, but halftime is so quick. I think people – I've heard this from from several NFL people, and and I I think Peyton Manning said it as well. I said one of the biggest myths that gets pushed about the NFL is, is the myth of halftime adjustments. That everybody thinks that teams go in at halftime and they and they reinvent themselves, or or they you know they have this this great scheme that they map out for the second half. And he's like, basically, what you do is you go in, you go to the bathroom. You know, you meet with your coordinator for about two minutes and then you're back out on the field. So that didn't give Mitchell Trubisky a whole lot of time to really kind of you know, put his head together with with Eddie Faulkner and, uh, and Mike Sullivan. But then you have this hour long you know, delay. And I thought to myself, all right, this is great, man. They're going to get a chance to really regroup and they've got some injuries and, and they're going to be able now to get to get the the backup guys up to speed. I really thought it benefited the Steelers. And then they, you know, they came out uh, that first drive where they had the football after that long delay. And, you know, they, they started to move the ball down the field fairly well. And, and you thought to yourself, okay, man, you know, they, they look, they look pretty good. They look like they know what they're doing, but that drive resulted in Boswell's missed field goal. So again, man, that just took the momentum away from them. And, and, and that was the, that was the coup de gras really, you know, like it was over from that point. They just never seemed to be able to regroup after that. Arizona went down, scored a touchdown and put the game out of reach. I feel so much better about this team. If they get a touchdown on that drive as well, I agreed with you. I, that's a situation too, where I know you, we talk about second guessing all the time, but we talked about their urgency factor. I felt like, going for a field goal there was just, uh, you know, just bad play. But be that as it may, the uh, the Steelers had more problems than just the offensive execution, the defense side of the ball, and the special teams. Miles Killebrew, I don't know what happened with Miles Killebrew today. Those three penalties really hurt the Steelers. 
Yeah, they and again, man, one one area the Steelers the Steelers played in reverse. They they've been finding a way to win this year despite getting routinely outgained and oftentimes outplayed by their opponents. The Steelers have minimized turnovers, minimized penalties, been good late in games, been able to come back from deficits. All the things that you do when you're either the inferior team or you're not playing as well as your opponent to win. Today, it was the opposite. Today or Sunday, it was uh, they found a way to lose. They did they 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 committed those bad penalties. They they had the really untimely turnover uh, on the fumbled snap that that gave Arizona the, the touchdown to go up by two scores. The Killebrew penalties, the, the two penalties that the Steelers had where they where they would have been off the field. That resulted in points. First, it was the late, the late hitter, the the whatever they called on on the Landon Roberts. Uh, I don't know if they called it unsportsmanlike or whatever, but but he clearly, you know, doesn't need to make that hit on on an Arizona running back coming out of the backfield, and and that play resulted in in extending a drive. It was a third and thirteen, and, and Arizona would have had to punt, and uh, it, it winds up with their first field goal of the game, and then. Joey Porter Jr., that that pass interference that uh, allows Arizona to score late uh, after the uh, after the turnover. That I mean, man, he just he didn't need to grab the receiver there. It was kind of like a lazy uh, penalty where he just reached out and grabbed the receiver's arm on a ball that didn't look like he was going to catch either way, and that turns a field goal into a first and goal at the one that inevitably results in a James Conner touchdown. So, so you know, you're looking at at points that the Steelers gave the Cardinals in both those situations because they were undisciplined. So when you play an undisciplined football game against an inferior opponent and you don't capitalize on your opportunities and you play bad situational football, you're going to get upset. And that's exactly what happened. I think discipline was a major problem with this team. I think depletion was just as bad. I did not mind the front seven, the way they played, I know they were going after the quarterback. I also feel like they were stopping James Conner and company early on. And then after Landon Roberts went down, it all went downhill from there. However, I just felt like there was a, there was a disconnect from the uh, defensive backs. And one guy that's getting a lot of criticism, which I'm having trouble fathoming of this, but people were talking about negatively about Minka Fitzpatrick, who should have not come back and should have still been in a headset. And that is just absolute poppycock to me. What are your thoughts about that? The criticism that Mink is getting feeling like there's a disconnect because when you take out a player like a Landon Roberts and he's pretty much your quarterback with Minka Fitzpatrick gone and you're putting a green dot on Michael Walker at this point, there's going to be a lot of confusion. You would think Minka would not be the problem. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I, I think the whole unit was disjointed in some ways. You have Minka coming back, and he's working with some guys back there, like Tristan Thompson, who he hasn't worked with a whole lot. And then, right, you've got Michael Walker and, and Mark Robinson now playing linebacker in the second half. And I mean, those two guys combined for 18 tackles. That's tremendous. But in pass coverage – Neither one of those guys has had a ton of experience. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick hasn't worked with those guys very much. So, you know, I, I, I'm not here to criticize Minka Fitzpatrick. 
I mean, he's, he's the last guy Steelers fans should be getting on. But I think that that him being out of the lineup, coupled with the new faces in the lineup, certainly led to the defense at times, not everybody not being on the same page. And then when you combine that with just some of the, the costly mistakes that they made the, and the penalties, it led to you know a subpar performance, at least from what we've come to expect out of that defense. I believe so. I definitely do. What are your final thoughts about the defense as well? Because things just went wrong against this team. They had trouble up against a rookie tight end. They let Kyler Murray beat them when he did not look like he was going to have his great day for the beginning. Looked like James Conner was going to be stopped early on too. Was the Landon Roberts injury too much? or are too many guys going out just becoming a problem? I, you know, I think it's all the above. I mean, I really have to go back and look at that 99-yard drive. The fact that the, the Steelers are, are a yard away from taking a 10-3 to lead, and Pickett gets hurt, they don't get in, and then Arizona drives the ball 99 yards to score, you know, right at the end of the first half. That's just, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a kick in the pants right there, man. And I got I have to really go, go back and look at that drive and see, you know, what, what really happened on that drive that allowed that, you know, to sort of get away from the Steelers. Uh, but I think it's all the above, man. Again, I think it's it's new new personnel uh, on the field, guys like Mika who've been out coming back, you know, guys ha- guys shuttling in and out of the lineup because of the injuries. And I, again, and an Arizona team that to their credit. I mean, on that 99-yard drive, they converted four third downs. They were 10 for 17 on third down during the game. You want to win the game, man, stay on the field on offense. And and you do that by converting third down. So I think you give them some credit. And, you know, obviously some of the blame goes to the Steelers. Before we move on to the New England Patriots, any final thoughts about this just complete culture curdling against the Cardinals? Um, it's a game I'm going to, I'm going to try very, very quickly to forget if I'm the Steelers, I'm actually happy that there's a Thursday night game and that you get to turn it around real quick because you can set, put your focus on another opponent quickly and you don't have to dwell too much on this disaster. But if I'm Mike Tomlin right now, man, I am hammering home the message that we are not good enough to beat anybody simply by showing up. There is there has to be a sense of urgency and there has to be, you know, a devotion to the craft to be able to execute and play at our best every single week because we're just not good enough. I mean, the Steelers are not good enough to simply say, here's a two and ten team coming into our building and this is going to be easy. That that reminded me of some of those games that the Steelers lost uh, in the latter years of Ben Roethlisberger's career. When they felt like the uh, you know the the I got this Steelers and you and you and I have talked about this many times, we like the chip on our shoulder Steelers so much better than the I got this Steelers because that team doesn't seem to play to its potential, and so I think Pittsburgh got a big win last week in Cincinnati. They they were kind of like uh, you know put on high alert so to speak after the Matt Canada firing. Everything was fresh. Everything was new, and. You know, they, they came into this game with a, a little bit uh, too much complacency and not that same sense of urgency. So fortunately, they'll be able to they'll be able to, to refocus in a hurry 
because they got no choice, man. The game is on, is on Thursday night. It very well is. I'm looking forward to that. How do you feel about the New England Patriots? Do you feel a little bit better about this team coming in because it's not a trap game with the Steelers losing to another two-win team? Yeah, I mean, I do. I feel as though the Steelers obviously are going to be uh, – they, they should be an angry and motivated football team. I mean, New England's coming off of a 6 nothing loss to the Chargers in a monsoon in New England – that as bad as the Pittsburgh Arizona game was, I can only imagine what that must have looked like. Fortunately, I didn't watch any of it. But they've got a million issues. They've got you know revolving door at quarterback. I mean, Belichick won't even say who his quarterback is right now. Um, and so this is this is a bad football team. This is a worse football team than Arizona coming in on Thursday night. And fortunately, the Steelers. Uh, are going to be a, a fired-up football team. Or, or if they're not, then there's some serious problems in Pittsburgh. All right. So we will look forward to that game. We will be talking all about it. So make sure that you check out Steel Curtain Network for all of your Pittsburgh Steelers information. We have got it all in so many different forms, so many different personalities. We cannot wait to bring that knowledge to you. So check it all out. So... It's time for due to the week, and I'm canceling it. What do you say, KT? <laughs> yeah, we said before the show this might be our first dudeless week. It just <laughs> it just felt like uh, anybody we give due to the week to would be a reach. Yeah, we we would need a celebrity or someone like that, and I haven't even seen much celebrity news right now this week. So we're just gonna say no due to the week. We are going to if we took off the E, we would have plenty of duds of the week, but we don't do that. So let's just hope for a double dude next week. That's what we're going to have. We're going to have such a great game against the New England Patriots to watch as our Pittsburgh Steelers take on Bill Belichick and company. We'll double dude it. What do you think? Yeah, we'll double dude it. And uh, and let's face it, man. I don't care how bad New England is. The Steelers win on Thursday night. It's always worth celebrating when you beat Belichick. So hopefully we can we can turn this thing around in a hurry and everybody will feel a lot better a few days from now. All right. For Kevin Smith, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. It is time for us to go. Thank you so much for your patronage of Here We Go, the Steelers show. Once again, from the Steel Curtain Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. We will see you next time. For Kevin, I'm Brian. Keep your feet on the ground. Keep reaching for those hypocycloids. Hey.